What up? This is the return of Better Than MJ and Kobe, period. I'm Cthulhu's Prodigy. This is Stitch. And we are about to bring it once again. We are sorry for the delay. Obviously, in the background, you got a little bit of Keith Ape. Ichima! Let's go. <laughs> yes, we're back to bring it to you guys. Uh, we've been missing uh, a lot of basketball. It is off season, but we are going to touch on some basketball and uh, some football. Yes, you shout out to that. Mile High Blurred or Dirty Stew. Somebody asked on Twitter, uh, what are you going to do about football starting? Pro football. We can even talk about a little bit of college yeah. football, whatever the fuck. We can do it. Because uh, it's all about sports on this one. Yes, it is. So, thank you for uh, listening. Why don't we dive the fuck right on in? Yes, indeed. Um, I think if we're going to dive right in, and I think y'all already know who we are and whatnot, if y'all listen to this, um, we are we typically cast on Black and the Black Times Affinity, but this is a special sports-related separate podcast, and we're trying to kick it off the ground. Uh, the Olympics just ended, Mr. Stitch. Yeah, uh, the Olympics are, are done. Everyone made it out of Brazil. Uh, well, not everybody. <laughs> everyone from the basketball team <laughs> made it out of Brazil without uh, catching any charges or getting their passport, passports taken. Um, and they, uh, it was a little bit sketchy at times because uh, they had some couple close games yep. to like uh, some, some buzzer thing? beater, yeah. three, three, uh, three-point victories. I think they had back-to-back three-point victories or something. Yep. Um, but they got it right for the for the medal rounds and everything. They uh, took that wake up call and uh, handled business at the the very very end, like uh, they were supposed to do. Like yeah, like they were supposed to do. Um, there was a little bit of controversy going on with some comments um, that were made, I believe, originally by Carmelo Anthony, mm. and then it was, I believe, echoed by uh, Boogie Cousins talking about how uh, he takes more pride in, uh, in his gold medals than he would in a. Getting an NBA title, so it, um, what's what's your thoughts and, and opinions on on those comments? Let me tell you something. If you that stupid, <laughs> let me, first and foremost, you are not paid to play in the Olympics, what whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I know it's a matter of pride for your country. I get all of that, but you're paid to be a professional basketball player in the NBA. That is your first and primary job. This is a a vacation summer job basically you know or summer internship almost um if i was a fan of those teams that they played for i'd throw fucking rotten tomatoes at them. <laughs> either one it's it's just a retarded ass statement and and it, it's illogical and offensive as a nba fan you're supposed to win the gold medal this is america every year except for 88 Prior to the Dream Team, we were still sending a lot of college athletes. We've won it. We invented basketball. I mean, what, in 2004, didn't we, did we not get it? Oh, did we mess up in 2004, too? Maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll fact check yeah. that. But uh, we invented basketball. Um, it, it's America's sport. Well, it's not based on anything else. It's literally a game that Americans invented. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm not as, as sort of negative on it. I understand, like, yeah, it's your primary job and everything. Me, personally, if it if it came down to what jewelry would I rather have, I probably would take more pride than the gold medal and everything. I would, Are you kidding me? I would... <laughs> I mean, okay, yes, getting a 
NBA championship is a lot harder. It's a more of an accomplishment because it's not an all-star team. But it's a gold medal and everything. But you... Well, hold on. <laughs> I can understand a gold medal if you're Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps or something like that. But literally for basketball, we're talking about you going up against a handful of players. Okay. Uh, sorry, you're going up against a handful of players who are NBA talent. None of the teams are stacked with NBA talent. And you're not playing series of games where it's like best of seven on the road or any of that shit. I, I understand that. I just think a medal is cooler. If you had two of your friends, let's say it's, it's blue and an old ninja are standing in front of you and say, and you get a chance to pose with a picture of one item on, would you rather pose with the item of the NBA championship ring or pose with an Olympic gold medal around you? NBA championship you every day of the week. <laughs> no. I mean, the, the, the medal is only cool at that time during the ceremony. An NBA championship ring what? or the trophy, the Larry O'Brien trophy? That's a lot. I mean, that's a lifetime. Nobody, you don't have any iconic pictures for basketball of anybody breaking down like Jordan did in 1991 when he beat the Lakers, crying with that uh, championship trophy in his hands. Well, the, you don't have any of that for basketball. The ring is just a team created thing. It's not even like an actual. Like, I understand, like, okay, the Stanley Cup, okay, in terms of trophies. The NBA Larry O'Brien Trophy is not on the level of the Stanley Cup. It doesn't have Agreed. it doesn't have that prestige or anything to it. Well, but let's state why though. Just to be very clear, the Stanley Lord Stanley's Cup is the one and only cup. Right. The Larry O'Brien they make one every year. That's the, that's, that's the difference. The, the championship me. ring itself, they give it to the trainer. They they give it to the the strength and conditioning. <laughs> they give it to the strength and conditioning coach. And everything, and all it is is your team's logo done up in fancy little diamonds. Essentially, it's, it's a championship. <laughs> what it represents is a very difficult goal, but the actual jewelry itself. So you're saying, from a <laughs> bling standpoint, you would rather have the gold medal? That's what you're saying. Yes. From a bling standpoint. From a bling standpoint, yes. Okay. I think it's, and I kind of think it's a little bit cooler to have. I, I think it's more of a, a centerpiece. <laughs> I think it's more of a centerpiece. You put your Twitter handle out there so folks control you. Get real basketball fans. And, like you, if I had a gold medal of basketball or anything, and you couldn't get it off my neck, it better be shower proof. It better be water resistant because I'm not taking her off my neck. What I will two things I'll never forget: the picture of Jordan, I think, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, wearing all six rings, just a headshot with his. Fist, you know, um, showing all six rings with I think two on his thumb and all all of the other rings uh, on each one of his fingers, and then I think it was a a Slam magazine cover back in '04, I want to say, with your boy Kobe, yeah, showcase saying I think the title was Lord of the Rings, was showing his during his three P time. Um, that's iconic for for the Olympic men's basketball. With the exception of that brief ceremony, 
there's no iconic pictures of any of anybody celebrating having a gold medal. Anybody. Okay, so would you rather as let's say a backup or a role player win a title or you win a gold medal? A title. You still no matter what your role is on that on that No, you're talking about role player never got in never got into the game period. Yes, you're just let's say you're Festus Azili. Okay. Would you rather be Festus or would you rather be one of the 12 on the... On Festus. Any day of the oh, week. Oh, come on. Any day of the week. Because here's the other thing, too. Just being a part of a championship team, and, and you know this, even with, you know, the, the Lakers franchises, mm-hmm. there were some role players uh, back yeah. in the day. Uh, Luke Walton. Yeah. Shannon Brown. Shannon Brown. Z, um, Trevor Reza. Truth be told, even though some will argue this, you know, Fish was no all-star either. No. You know, I mean, he was in a lot of ways a very good starting point guard and role player, but he was no he was no stud from a point guard standpoint. He was no Jason Kidd. He was no uh, he was. I mean, in a lot of ways, I don't think he was even a Tony Parker. No, no. You know, Um, so all I'm saying is, being a role player on a championship team for the NBA is very lucrative, and you can take your talents. You you play in the system, blah 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 blah, and you can have a very long career. What was that guy on on the Spurs? Uh, uh, White Mamba uh, oh, Bonner. Yeah, Stephen Bonner. Guy, guy was a serious, serious scrub. But he played on championship teams with the Spurs. Uh, Got so, a following. Okay, so <laughs> what about like say Robert Ory? Would you rather have? Oh, Robert Ory. Any day. Didn't he have seven? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it, he just happened to sort of hit shots at the right moment. Let's not downplay this. <laughs> but big shot, Bob. Literally came alive. He didn't give two. I mean, he didn't give two fucks about the regular season. And during the most pressure-filled moments with Houston, with LA, and with San Antonio, great franchises. All he did was shine bright and knock down pressure-contested shots. But you're That's still. Impressive. Uh, I'm taking that any day of the week. But yeah, I mean, I think of the competition. Think of the competition. Okay, the competition, yeah, I understand that. But to be on the Olympic team, you are obviously one of the best in your... You're all pro. You're all pro, all star, recognized as that. Kinda. Because, <laughs> I mean, here's my case in point. Braun Braun wasn't there. Okay, he had the choice not to be there. Steph wasn't there. But you know who was there on the team? Scrub-ass Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Well, that was their, that was by choice. That was, I mean, they they passed up on the opportunity. They are still looked at <clears throat> in, by by your peers as being one of the best to be there. I would say you are typically in the top seventy five to ninety percent of the league. You know, yeah, somewhere I, in that. Yeah, and I think that's that's great. something not to. I mean, that's great. And then you're getting a, you're getting a medal, Christian Leitner. Got a medal was as a, a member of the dream he was, team. Well, he had, I, if I remember correctly, he had not played in a NBA professional basketball game. He had not. Point. And in college, he could arguably one of, arguably one of the best college people to come out at that time. Christian Leitner was a supposed to be cannot miss prospect. I agree with you. At that time, you're absolutely right. But when the competition started to get tougher, like in the NBA, when men 
came into playing defense against him, he didn't have a great well, career. That, that, that's when you pull out a college kid. You're pulling out a kid straight from college. I mean... Did he do four years? What, at least league? No, uh, Leitner in, in college. Yeah, no, he did all four years. Yeah, so. um, but, I mean, it's... When, when you're pulling out someone straight from college, I mean, even you look at the number one overall picks. You had Anthony Bennett, who, yeah. who can't be found anywhere. You yeah. you, you, you have, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy I was getting. Todd Michael, Fuller. Michael Beasley yeah. and everything. He can't seem to stay on a roster. I think he's in China right now playing. So I, I don't want to discredit him being what his NBA career was, be it by him Fair being on the, on the dream team. Because, I mean, they would have put Anthony Bennett, they would have put... Uh, Michael Beasley on the team at that time, probably. Yeah, if, coming out. Yeah, because they're, they're like, oh, we can't miss. He's, he's amazing. I think when people miss those draft picks, I think their resume, like on ESPN during draft night, needs to be showcased. <laughs> you know, because you have people with no accountability whatsoever that said, oh, of course you know, Sean Bradley was the next coming yeah. of Shaq or mm-hmm. something. Just ridiculous statements uh, that aren't critical, that aren't people doing their homework when it comes to drafts. And when you're wrong, you need to own up to yeah. it. Not saying when somebody gets injured, like Jabari Parker, yeah. I think is still a beast. You know, he had his injury. I think he'll come back and tear this league apart, you know, for years to come. Right. Um, but when you have a scrub, you, you need to add that yeah, to your... Yeah, it, it, it needs to be noted. You know, it really does. But um, we got all off off on this i just i feel i feel strongly that metals ain't shit (laughs) you're supposed to do it it's extra it's just really to keep you in shape for for your real job um and uh yeah i mean but i'm proud of team usa i'm glad they they want it i am very pleased that they did not get into any trouble down there yeah that could have been bad because you know i'm gonna say it y'all know what i'm gonna say too if ryan uh, Lachi, uh, Lachi, 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 whatever the fuck. You know who I'm talking about. That's from the boy. If he had been Boogie Cousins, oh boy, they would still be roasting <laughs> He wouldn't have been able to get on that goddamn plane. No. He'd still be in Brazil. He'd be in a Brazilian favela <laughs> jail. I'm going to say it. I'd be like, oh, all you Americans and your thug ass basketball players yep. is exactly what would have yep. been said. It wouldn't have been any of this crap about, oh, it's just a boy. But- yeah. Yeah, no, no, it wouldn't have worked that way. All right, let's get into Durant, man. Yeah, so uh, Durant, uh, the decision was made. Did we have a? I can't remember where we did we post have a discussion on Durant after he signed. I know it. Happened, I think like, it was, maybe a day or two. I think after it happened we, just after we were speculating. Yeah, so I don't think it was official. Right. Um, but he ended up signing with the Warriors and everything. Sort of surprisingly, at least by me. I mean, everyone sort of talked about it, but then it kind of stood, the buzz started to go around. Oh, he's he's going to stay for the extra year. Uh, with the option where he could get more money and everything. And he's like, nope, I'm gone. And then he went to the Warriors. Um, I'm happy for the Warriors. I'm happy for Durant because I've been saying Durant needs to legitimize his superstardom by getting a title. And I don't have an issue with him doing it this way because in order for us to consider him one of the uh, elite top-tier superstars... He needs to get in a championship, and he needs to win a championship. He, can't he has been one. in one. Well, yeah. But, but he needs to win. I couldn't agree more wholeheartedly. I think Kevin Durant has even more pressure on him than Steph this year. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Steph 
proven himself to uh, two MVPs. I know that Kyrie gave it to him in Game Seven and want, beat, hit, uh, hit that buzzer beater, or whatever that game winning shot over mm-hmm. him. I, and they blew a three one lead. I get all of that. He still has a ring. Yeah. So it's on Durant. Durant does not, and he's a former MVP. Yeah. Um, with multiple the, scoring titles. Yeah, and been in the league longer. Mm-hmm. So. To me, Durant, it's show and prove. Not next, you know, not the following year. This year, right now, because it, it was a two-year deal. He it's signed? a two-year deal. Two-year deal. So, and then, I'm, I'm gonna say this: it can't be just one if we're talking about legacy. Well, yeah, he will get rid of some of the haters. You know that are right now nipping, and it's nowhere near as bad as the hater uh, hate that LeBron got before he went to Miami and right. got that first championship. But he'll get rid of some of the naysayers immediately with one championship, and we'll start talking about legacy after two. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out because there's a lot of similar. Um, I guess you can compare it to the LeBron's decision, not in terms of how it was carried out. Yeah, uh, but. In terms of him leaving uh, to go after a ring, um, where leaving where he was drafted, it's different for LeBron because LeBron was Akron, born and raised, and left his his home and everything to go after Durant's not from Oklahoma City. Doesn't really have a connection to Oklahoma City. He just have to be. Well, I'm gonna say he does have a connection. I mean, he, during the flooding, he was a big part of that. Well, not not in terms of like his roots, his roots. Okay, and everything. I'm with not you in terms that. of like is where he played high school ball at, or where he True. grew up, or went to college at, yeah. or anything like that. Uh, DC I mean kid, that. right? Or DC he, or Maryland? He, yeah, DC. Uh, that whole area. Um, and I remember the Wizards were trying to, I guess, hopefully get him because they they even hired um, Scott Brooks and stuff, and they were hoping that that would make a play, and they weren't even. They weren't considered. even in contention. It wasn't yeah. going to happen. So it, it'll be interesting <clears throat> to see how it plays out, and he really they don't have any excuses. I mean, if. They get hit with the injury bug or something. Even still, they no. they can't be like, oh well, Steph was injured or Clay was injured or, or Draymond. Nope, that people aren't going to want to hear it. Seventy three wins last year, and they went down to Game Seven of the NBA Finals, coming off of winning a championship the year before. Up three games. Up three games one, absolutely. Um, so no excuses for the Dubs. They should take that number one seed uh, in the West. And in my mind, don't go for even 70 wins. Get the number one seed throughout the playoffs. And then literally throw every game in the fucking toilet, is my opinion. (laughs) I don't think Steve Kerr is going to really, really do that. But I don't think the league would want that, you know, for late games in March and April or whatever. But, hey. Yeah, I don't think 73 is really... An option this year, mainly because I don't think the Spurs will be as good as they were last year. No, um, the Spurs were, even though they were behind the Warriors, they were pushing them. They oh were, yeah, they were within three, two games most of the most season. of the season yep. and everything. And uh, the way the schedule worked out, they didn't <clears throat> play each other head to head till like later on. Yeah, so they really didn't have a chance to rest or anything. So it's like we have to win today. We got to win today, and there was no all right. You guys can take a breather off for the for the uh, the back to back game or anything. But um, I don't really see any other teams out there pushing the Warriors for the the number one seed this year. So I think it should help them be well rested for the playoffs. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. We'll see we'll how that see. plays out. Um, but while Durant's been out in the Bay Area, 
He's been uh, getting some some ink. Have you been seeing uh, the tattoos he's been uh... I've heard about him. I haven't oh, seen the boy. actual tattoos themselves. He, what are they up? He's got, uh, well, for, it was maybe about a month ago, he uh, got, I believe it's on his leg, but he got a, a, a tattoo of Tupac and nice. everything. Look at him. Uh, looks pretty cool and everything. The one that I saw come out this weekend, though, uh, he got Rick James. Wow. Rick James with sunglasses and everything. I never would have thought Durant would be uh, into Rick James. All right. Interesting. I didn't. I can't remember exactly where that one is. Um, but he's got some uh, some tattoos that are kind of. You know what? He's gonna have some fun out here. I could. <laughs> I mean, you don't get a Rick James tattoo and not party hard as fuck. I didn't know he was. Uh, yeah, because I, I never really paid attention to his ink and everything. I assume he's got several other tattoos. Probably. Um, but I never really, I guess, paid too much attention to it. Yeah, and it's not but, too obvious. Um, they're pretty unique in their, their styling. All right. Um, so that's I'm, interesting. I'm, it'll be fun to get to know him. I mean, I only knew him from, quote-unquote, a distance right. over all these years, and I've always liked him as a player and a person. Right. But now I'll be able to see the pre-game show and post-game extra interviews and local coverage of him that you know I just would never have access to. Yeah. So it'll be really fun. I, I think it'll be really cool. I'll definitely think he'll like he'll enjoy the uh the Bay Area and everything. Um some of the comments that he made uh after his decision kind of raised an eyebrow with some people in terms of uh how he kind of didn't want to get leave his house and stuff cuz he was kind of fearful about how people were going to take his decision and everything. Well, he, he, I guess he can kind of understand it cuz I mean is being a young man who uh I mean went to college for a year, then, all right, you're an adult now, and everything was tied to OKC. Everyone loved him, loved him. He was he was second to Jesus in that area. Well, but first and foremost, you know, not to rub uh, salt in the wound, he played one year in Seattle uh, yeah, before, right. before the move. Yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. So he was a year in Seattle, then OKC. That was, he was the face of the franchise. Yep. He was there before Westbrook. He, I mean, from opening night in in uh, Quicken Loans, no, it's not Quicken Loans, like uh, Energy Arena or something like that. Whatever the hell it yeah. is. Yeah, um, but he was the face. Yeah, and overnight, everyone's burning jerseys. Well, I mean, let, let's be very honest. He was one of the faces of the league. Yeah, you know, um, before Steph had his arrival these last two years, it was Bron Bron and him taking the mantle from Kobe because yeah. the, the last three years of Kobe's career it was you know mostly downhill with injuries mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's been the Durant and, and LeBron show for who's the best player in the league and then the last two years it's been LeBron, Bron, and, yeah. and Steph. So yeah. And they were supposed to. I mean, they uh, had nice playoff runs and everything. They yeah. were uh, supposed to be the up-and-coming young team uh, with stars. They were only supposed to get better and better and better. And, uh, they, I mean, they just sort of... According to, I guess, their fan base, he kind of jumped ship and was like, I'm done, done here. Well, I mean, I want to be fair. Uh, one of the dumbest decisions literally of this decade is still that Harden trade. Yeah. From the outside? Well, I, yeah, obviously looking, I mean, revisionist history and stuff. Um, and, I'm, and I'm no Harden lover. I think he's someone who plays zero defense. He's someone, in my opinion, who doesn't even play hard on offense when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Nah. Like the ball is going to stop with him, very much mellow style, and he's going to try to do hero ball, off, you know, yeah. hero hoop. But at the same time, he gives you a solid 
third option, and you saw it that year that they went against Miami. Um, and he was very young. He was only, what, two or three years in the league yeah. at the time, and has obviously only gotten better and better in terms of now an MVP caliber two guard. Um, I don't think that he would have even wanted that. I think Harden is happy with how everything turned out. Yeah. He's his own, he's making whatever millions of dollars as the face of Houston right now. I don't see, and he wouldn't, I don't think he would fit well into the that role as it as time were to have played out and everything. I agree. I, I just think he's got this maybe sort of personality ego that at the time when all three of them together, it wasn't showing, it hadn't developed yet. But, but once, it was common. Once it, it got its own ability to sort of grow, that there was no going back. I, I'm with you to a certain extent. The only thing I want to point out, though, is the franchise of OKC has made some dumbass decisions. And to put all of the blame on Durant for, you know, uh, oh, yeah. blowing up the franchise, no. no. It's been rocky since that decision, which, again, they let him go for really nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you know? it was, and it was right before the season started, <coughs> if I remember correctly. It was yeah. uh, a day or two before the season started, and they they shipped them off and everything. But I mean, I Harden just hasn't, and Harden can't play with anybody. Like even Howard, him and Howard can't, and Howard's got issues himself. Um, Howard doesn't want it. I mean, are yeah. we, we going to call it what it is? It, I'm going to give credit again, man. You got me giving credit to your <laughs> boy Colby. Called him fucking out. Mm-hmm. Called him soft, soft, soft to his face. <laughs> Basically, and, and I mean, you know, a bitch-made-ass person, you know, is what he was called, and he didn't do shit. No. You show me a grown man who can be called a bitch-made person by basically a co-worker, and I'll show you somebody who ain't shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's no excuses, no excuses. And he ran from Orlando. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that that was a let me get the fuck out of town. Mm-hmm. Let me try to get Van Gundy fired. All I mean that that was that was ugly. I mean he's never going to be anything. No, you know? he, I, he signed with Atlanta, right? Yeah, How did he? I guess so. Yeah, I don't sure even care. I don't even yeah. care. I mean he's from Atlanta. Good for them. That's an ain't shit ass franchise, <laughs> you know, and an ain't shit ass city. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, we'll see how that whole, whole thing plays out. But uh, it'll it'll make for some interesting uh, developments. Hopefully, um, Durant doesn't have this sort of mental lapse and everything with him. Not, I don't want to say being not the the sole star and everything because um, there was some sort of rumblings about how things were going playing out with him and Westbrook during the season when always when things weren't going too par um, so it'll be interesting to see how things play out with all the personalities that the Warriors have not to say the Warriors have like over over bearing personalities where they're it will affect the product on the on the court because you have three superstars yep. uh, with with Clay Steph and Green and they play extremely well together, as we, we've seen over the past two years. Yep. So uh, I don't think adding uh, Durant should mess it up, the product on the on the court. But uh, hopefully it doesn't affect, I guess, his mood or his attitude. Well, let's, let's just be clear, too, on a couple of things. And I, I made note of this because I think it's going to be something that I'm going to have to watch throughout the season. Both Steph and Clay have been very adamant about one thing and one thing only. 
They are not going to change their play style. Durant's going to have to fit in to their game, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it as PC and as choir boy as you could possibly get, but this is their team. They are the backcourt engine that makes this train of, of GSW work. Mm-hmm. I think Durant needs to, even though he is a superstar, fit into the third option role. And I think Draymond is going to need to be one of, have one of the best defensive seasons we've ever seen. I believe Draymond needs to focus on defense, crashing the boards, and knocking out open shots. I think Durant is the number two option. I think he's, I mean, is he a better shooter than Clay? You could argue yes. Is he better at getting, yeah, yeah I mean, it, they're about what for what, and you, you can argue either way. Um, in terms of getting to the rim, I think he's better than, than Steph, per se, because uh, he can finish stronger. Uh, he's more physical. Statistically, I, I know it doesn't look like it because one six eleven and one six three. But statistically, Steph finished extremely well at the rim. Not just for his size, period. He was in the top three or four in the league last year for finishing at the rim. But I, would, I, hear I would, Yeah, I would have to see some stats just to, I guess, compare, compare the numbers and everything. I just think that, I think Durant's such a extremely talented weapon. Um, where he's he can pretty much do everything that LeBron does, except yes. he shoots better. He's not as strong as as I get, he can't do the bull rush sort of move that um, that LeBron does without taking some some damage that LeBron would just sort of shrug off. Yes, but I think uh, you have to use that weapon to its fullest. And there's not many other people in the league that have Durant's talents, where he can shoot the three, he can post up, he can drive, he can dribble, he can. Bring the ball up court. He can he can do it all. You're right. He can do it all. It's going to be situational based. But here's what I would see, and I'm no Steve Kerr. Obviously, he's going. He's a genius. Is going to make this work or not? I would like to see high post, low post with Durant with his back to the basket and making extra passes because with Durant being so lethal and being able to shoot over everybody, whether high post or low post. He is going to face double teams, and you can't double you can't team double team that team. I know that, <laughs> but that's the thing. If he's able to have patience and passing out of double teams, or setting screens and then just popping open, both, I think it it would work flawlessly. The only, realistically, the weak spot on that, I guess, if you want to call it a weak spot, and if I'm an NBA coach going against him, is I'm hoping to leave Draymond open, and Draymond will be off and everything. Because Curry will kill you. Curry will beat you by himself. Clay can beat you by himself. Durant can beat you by himself. I don't think Draymond can beat you, beat you by himself. He can hit his shots. He can, he'll hit the wide open three and stuff. But wasn't he second in the league in triple doubles? Yes. So but- he, can, he can give you... Boards at least 10, 12 points and nine assists. But in terms of like, in terms of who you're going to leave open, oh, yeah. in terms of rotation, yeah. you're looking, you just got to, I guess, yeah, you got to leave, leave, leave Dre open. And hope that it's Dre that's having the off night. Because most, most realistically, he's the one that would have an off night 
of those people yeah. that you're comparing it to. I agree. Not in a vacuum. I mean, Draymond's a great three point shooter. We, I mean, he was he, he, he was he game he seven. He was the one that uh, I believe it was five for five from three point yep. from three point land, and he's he's the heart and soul of the team. And you don't want him to be fired up because he, if he hits a three, he gets the crowd going. It, it's over yep. and everything. So it's, you're playing with dynamite by leaving him open, but. Those other ones, everyone's gonna be like, "What kind of fucking idiot are you? Why, why you, why are you gonna leave him? Why are you gonna leave Durant open a double uh, to go trap on on Green down in the box and everything? You're just asking for murder." The other thing, though, um, and I saw this obviously in the playoffs when there was I'm not making excuses for uh, Steph, but when there was injuries, when the threes are off or your outside game for whatever reason is off with not one but two, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, both the players in the backcourt. It's important to get Dre and now Durant yeah. into the offensive flow, where you play maybe a two-man game with them and Steph and Clay on the wings, yeah. ready for passes out of the double team. You know, I mean, there's endless possibilities. You got four All Stars, one basketball. It's gonna be insane to watch. I, it's going to be. Insane to watch. I'm looking forward to watching some more games because it's going to be fun NBA Jam basketball. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be and, NBA Live 95. And I hope, and I, I think the NBA is smart enough to realize this, and I, I, I think the commissioner is doing a bang up job. We should talk about Charlotte. Oh, just, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Good topic. Yeah. Um, but, but I think the NBA is hopefully going to show as many national, nationally televised regular season games of this oh, team I'm as sure, possible. I'm sure it's maxed out. I believe there's some sort of number that you. you uh, is a, is a max, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, open night, they're there. It's going to be Christmas, uh, Christmas yeah. obviously Easter, in, yeah, MLK day. day. I mean, they're looking for any chance and every chance to put the Warriors on TV. Every game against Oklahoma City is going to be on TV. Every game against Cleveland, Cleveland is going to yeah. be on on TV. They, every every game against the Clippers, yep. they're going to put them on TV. So can't wait. Yeah, um, I'm gonna let's switch gears a little bit mm-hmm. uh, now since I mentioned Charlotte. Uh, I don't know how you feel, but I'm going to give credit to Adam Silver. Oh, yeah. Um, he, for those who don't know, um, Charlotte, uh, the Bobcats, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they um, they won the NBA All-Star Game uh, for this season, you know, or they were scheduled to have it. The NBA All-Star Weekend is extremely fun. I was in Atlanta once when they were there, and then they came to the Bay a few years back. It's nothing but celebrities. It's nothing but parties. Oh, yeah. It's nothing but literally just the best fun weekend in sports. It's after the Super Bowl. It's winter. And there's nothing else going on yeah. but all of this hoopla. Yeah, all your celebrities show up for the dunk contest, three-point contest, the skills challenge. And yeah. everyone's just there for the entire weekend just to sort of hang out and yeah. have fun and everything. But unlike the Super Bowl, it's over three days. Yes. You know, and it, it's, it's great. Charlotte was supposed to have it this year. Yep. Adam Silver and the commission or the NBA Players Association and administration, I don't know who, but they all decided, no, Charlotte, because (laughs) of your North Carolina's uh, laws or new legislation on um, not allowing transgender people to use restrooms. It it was like a, it was sort of worded as a... um, I believe a religious sort of exemption freedom sort of thing. That's how they, I guess, masked it as. But pretty much a lot of it came down to um, 
restroom leg- legislature. Yep. And everything. And um, it, it, sorry, sorry, North Carolina, you keep up. Lost out on all that revenue. Yeah, all that revenue, all that money, all that that good publicity and everything. Chance to show off your your your. Because I don't even know what the Charlotte Arena looks like. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Nobody knows. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So crying, crying Jordan face. Oh, on, that's right. On Jordan the is one of those owners. <laughs> crying Jordan face on Jordan. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and they they took it away, gave it to New Orleans again, which I have some issues with, but. I New guess on short notice. New Orleans needs a win. They, they do. This is the third time in eight years they've had it, though. I hear you. Which I think is a little bit ridiculous. But then, I guess in terms of um, other arenas, I guess having to balance out with other concerts or um, hockey going on at that for a three-day period, I guess uh, it worked out really, really well for, um, for uh, New Orleans because they don't have like, any other um, sports teams that play in that arena. Yeah. So, at that time, yeah. Yeah, so it worked out. They took it, and they're going to run with it. And Sorry. People were a little... I said, there were some people that were butthurt about it, but people were just like, whatever. I think overwhelmingly, unless you were like a hardcore person living in the Carolinas, mm-hmm. um, the rest of the country seemed to support the NBA. Yeah. And um, I think it's the right decision in a lot of ways. Um, you know, obviously the voters did what they had to do, you know, in that state, and that's their right to do that. Doesn't mean that the NBA has to support you. And especially because NBA always, and I give them credit because they take a stand against uh, bigotry yes. and racism. We saw it when uh, Don Sterling uh, had his comments about uh, Magic Johnson and African American people. Uh, they were quick, quick and swift uh, with, with saying, you got to go. Yeah. And uh, they did it again with this. Yeah. One thing about Donald, Donald Sterling, though, uh, well, two real quick things. Number one, he made a ginormous 8,000% profit on, on the franchise oh, and yes. is not hurting whatsoever. Yeah. Number two, you get into some really sticky territory when it comes to even racist comments, not that I approve of them, but said in private to somebody and yeah. them recording you against your knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I don't support him or what he said one fucking bit, but you are not supposed, it's actually illegal for you to record somebody without their knowledge. That's why when you call into customer service for your insurance or mm-hmm. whoever, and they say, you know, please be aware that this line yeah. you may be on a recorded line. They have to legally do that. I don't know how that got lost in all of that shit. Mm. But I believe that thought that he was with, you know. Because Mark Cuban sort of made a good point. Uh, Not that he was defending Donald Sterling, but he was like, we would be in a world of of unknown. We'd be going deep down the rabbit hole if uh, our most private conversations or whatever, or thoughts or or casual conversations were put out there uh, on blast. Yeah. And uh, it's a, I guess he word is being a slippery slope in terms of like, if we're going to, you're opening up a, a box that you can't really close. Yeah. I, I hate to kind of be sort of on his side, but I could see how that is a very slippery slope. Don't like Donald Sterling one bit. He's obviously not hurting, but I don't want anybody's private conversations yeah. recorded. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
this cast, we're going to split it up a little bit between hoops and obviously the number one sport in the entire country, uh, football. football. Now, anybody listening uh, that is international, maybe Dirty Stew or anybody else, uh, we do not recognize soccer <laughs> ever. As Team Titans Go uh, said in one of their episodes, it's nothing but running around, kicking a ball, and pretending to be hurt. So, uh, fuck oh, soccer. Oh, man, this is going to be good. Yeah, so fuck soccer. We're talking about real football. Um, where do we want... I mean, why don't you take... Where do you want to take it first, uh, well, Stitch? We've, we, uh, well, I guess we have our alliances. I'm a huge 49er fan and everything. Um, been that way for, for a while, so... Um, I realize they suck this year. They will probably suck for a couple years. Um, and I blame the, the owner, Jed York, because he's a moron. He's yep. 36 years old, and he runs an NFL <laughs> franchise, which makes no fucking sense to me. Yep. And everything, because he acts like a uh, junior high kid and everything. That's the reason why Harbaugh is no longer uh, crushing teams in, in the NFL. One of the most winningest coaches oh, in NFL man. history yeah. over a four-year period, by the way. Yeah, un- unbelievable, because uh, he, he hurt his feelings. So, <laughs> he to, he to go. so yeah. Um, but I guess uh, we'll hit, hit some of the news. Uh, Prodigy's a, a huge Raider fan. So Yeah, uh, um, Raider Nation, I started off when they were in L.A. Which is odd because I don't like any LA teams whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But Ice Cube was wearing a Raiders hat, and I was like, you know what? I'm down with NWA. I'm mm-hmm. down with Ice Cube. I like the Raiders. When they moved up here in '96 uh, or '95, yeah. I was super stoked and happy. I've been happy with them. I was a season ticket holder last year. Uh, it has been very rough that year <laughs> that we lost when we had uh, uh Rich Gannon yeah, as the MVP. Yeah. We lost to Tampa. That was super rough. Uh, when we got rid of Chucky, that was super rough. Mm-hmm. Charles Woodson left, but then he came back. Yeah. Thick and thin. I, I bleed silver and black. There's no doubt about it. In fact, for those of you who don't know when it comes to football, I am a Raider fan and then a football fan. <laughs> I won't just blindly watch football. It's... Raiders above anything else, and that's one of the few reasons why I will never play fantasy football again. Uh, <laughs> I cannot root really, for the Chiefs or Chargers or fucking Broncos. Sorry, oh, Mile man. High. Yeah, I, I'm I'm big into fantasy football. I got five teams going. I even got a podcast uh, league representing uh, Black and Black Times Infinity. Um, so I, I'm I'm able to sort of kind of put some stuff aside and uh, value money and winning <laughs> money and, and having shit talking. Uh, Behind my fandom and everything. Didn't Kevin get you into that league? Kevin yeah, Kevin, yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, so it's a, it's a huge. It's I believe it's a sixteen team league, yep, which is it's a, like it's a huge, huge, uh, huge league and everything. So it, it'll be pretty interesting to see how that plays out during the course of the season and everything. But uh, obviously, with with my team, the big news going on is the whole Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, refusing to stand for the national anthem. Um, we sort of. Talked about it on our other podcasts uh, numerous times. So I don't want to. I won't. I'll save everyone the huge, long spiel on how I feel about it. But I support his uh, his right to do so. Even though, if I were to agree or not to agree with it, he's as an American citizen, he's got the right to do so, uh, and he's protesting peacefully. Um, just to summarize. You want black people to protest quietly. Now you don't want them to protest quietly. You get mad when they block your entrance to the freeway 
and everything and you want to reference how cool it was that when African Americans were protesting doing sit-ins and just peacefully marching and doing all stuff but you're upset when one just sits down quietly. Okay, hypocrites. <laughs> but uh yeah, so that whole thing's going on. Uh I'm a Kaepernick fan. Um I am kind of glad he's not starting right now because they have the hardest schedule in the league. Uh besides playing um the Rams this upcoming week, they play Carolina, then they play Arizona. Uh, I believe they they play Seattle within like the first like six weeks and everything. So let trash ass Blaine Gabbard get murdered and everything, and then the fan base will be begging for Cap to come back, and hopefully Cap will shine on some bum ass teams and look good again. And hopefully we can make some moves to get our team back to uh, being respectable and maybe get six wins. Let me just say this real quickly again. I'm no no Niner fan whatsoever, but. God damn, do you, your fan base have the shortest memories I've ever fucking heard. There's no loyalty whatsoever from a quarterback standpoint. Um, I remember, I'm going to take you back. I remember your piece of shit fans giving the late, or not late great, but the great uh, Steve Young. Yeah. All kinds of shit. Why? Because he wasn't Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah. He should wait. This is what you guys said. He should wait his turn. I don't think he can replace Joe. We never should have gotten rid of Joe. Yeah. All of that stuff. That was in the mid-90s, early 90s and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Both Hall of Famers. Both statistically some of the best quarterbacks the league has ever seen. So there's that from 20 plus years ago. Right. Then you had the Alex Smith. That debacle. No, no. I wanted Aaron Rodgers so bad. I remember I I might have been on like Live Journal MySpace saying like I, we need to draft Aaron Rodgers. I don't like Alex Smith. I want Aaron Rodgers. But here's the thing, just like how we talked about for the NBA with scouts being pieces of shit. They never want to <laughs> yeah. admit they're wrong. Alex Smith out of school, out of Utah, Utah. I believe, um, was touted as the most intelligent quarterback uh, yeah. in the history yeah. of the league. The His wonderlick. Yeah. What the fuck does a paper and pencil test have to do with playing football? Nothing. Please remind me. Nothing. Because if his score was so high on the wonderlick, why isn't he Drew B- Breeze, Tom Brady, nah. Peyton Manning? He's nowhere close to those top three or four quarterbacks in the league. Nah. So please stop with that bullshit. And... Not, not, no real shade to Alex Smith. Obviously, we play him two times a year now. He's not a bad quarterback. Right. He's not at the bottom of the league. I think he's above average uh, on his best days. But he's no quarterback that's going to dazzle you he's, with his throws. Yeah, he's no world beater. Uh, he's just checks down. Yeah. He's a tight end. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was maybe two years ago, he didn't have a touchdown to a wide receiver. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and even... Uh, a couple of years ago and everything, because obviously as a 49er fan, people always wanted, we should kept Alex Smith, and you just see the comparisons. But he's, he rarely, rarely ever throws downfield. Like, yeah. like passes over 15 yards are very, very rare. Like where they travel in the air. It's something yeah. like, um, to, if people remember like Chad Pennington yeah. back in the day with the Jets. So it was another, he was, he was a good check down quarterback, got the job kind of done and everything. I mean, better than Alex Smith did for sure when he was with the Niners. Yeah. Um, but he would just throw, throw short passes. Let, let's be very perfectly honest. Minus Frank Gore as a very good running back. Yeah. That was a team with zero offense. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, if you're just doing 10-yard, 15-yard check downs, 
if you don't have a running back that's at least giving you four or five yards to carry, you're done. Yeah. It's three and out every yeah, fucking time. It's not going to help you if you're playing from behind. Either. Yeah, and and with the Chiefs as well, good running game, yeah. and you're just Trent Dilfering it basically. You know what I mean? You're you're technically the quarterback, but only on third and long do you actually do shit. Right. Besides hand the fucking ball off. So let's let's just put that out there. Um, you know, I think my Raiders are in a, a good position, but I'm always nervous when, you know, they get a little uh, hype around them. <laughs> Derek Carr is a stud. He's young. This is his third year in the league. He showed, Cooper's he, great. Yeah. I mean, Car- Mack. Carr showed a lot of promise last year. They won seven games the year before. His rookie year, they only won three games. That's a, a huge improvement. Yeah. His arm is solid. He throws way more TDs than he does interceptions. He's still got a lot to learn. I would take him over uh, in, in Stanford guy in Indianapolis. Uh, luck? I would take him over Luck. Whoa. For third for being going into his third year. Has not uh, played his third year. First two years in the league. I would take him over Luck. Uh, I don't know if I would agree with that. But it's still, we still we, there, there's a lot of room. We'll just have to see how Carr develops. Yeah, this Here, my only rationale, and I'm not throwing shade at Lucky, he's a Stanford guy, Bay Area, or whatever. I don't like his interception ratio. It goes through the fucking roof in the playoffs, and he yeah. does make the playoffs. I'll give you that. But late in the in the in the season and in the playoffs, I mean, I think he has maybe the NFL record for most most he's, he, uh, most interceptions in a playoff game. He's not that great. I believe he had four or five. It was like a Brett Favre type game. Yeah. I believe they were playing... They might have been playing Kansas City or something a couple of years ago. I can't deal but with that. He, I, it was bad. I you can't know, deal they, with a quarterback giving four interception yeah, it shit. Wasn't, it wasn't Or fumble. I, no. Your your number one job is to... Just like the, the running back. To, you know, hold on to the ball. Yeah, protect and the ball. protect the ball and not cause turnovers. Yeah, don't so, fuck it up. Um, but yeah, I, I feel pretty solid. And I also will say... For the Raiders, Khalil Mack, there's no reason, with the exception of J.J. Watts having another ridiculously uh, amazing year, there's no reason why J- uh, Mack cannot lead the league in sacks. Yeah, Khalil Mack's great. Uh, he <laughs> should be up there for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, there's obviously the J.J. Watt hype train, which I have my issues with Watt. Um, really? Speak I that. just don't like it. He's just constantly just sort of co- promoting himself. And everything. True. Okay. Just always on Instagram, just flexing, putting out stories. <laughs> like, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Oh, whatever. It's just like play football and stuff. Mm. Even on Hard Knocks, it was just like he know he knows where the cameras are at at all yeah. times. Okay, and that's fair. It's a little bit annoying and stuff. And um, I mean, he's a great player and everything. Um, but I just think he it's a little bit. I think he's he enjoys the camera and the, the lights a little bit too much. I'm with you. I, I, I could see that from that perspective. It only really bothers me when the team is failing and, and losing so much. Because I put it into the same category as Cam on offense. Cam was dancing a whole lot last year. They were 15-1. and one. They had an incredible season. I'm okay with the celebrating and and, you know, grandstanding. But when you lose or you're losing, you gotta be able to. You gotta it. you gotta miss me with that bullshit, right. you know. So very very true. Um, what a, what were you were watching? Hard Knocks. Speaking of that, oh uh, yeah, uh, Hard Knocks. I think <laughs> did I watch it to finish the last episode today this morning? It was either this morning or last night. I watched the final episode 
of uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, for those who don't know, Hard Knocks is a series on HBO. Uh, it follows a team through training camp uh, from the day that they report till the, uh, after the final preseason game and they might make the final cuts for their roster. It's a really good show. It's uh, behind the scenes. It lets it gives actually a, a good personality to a lot of the players and it makes it unique with football uh, more so than any other sport where basketball, you see the guys' faces and stuff. Same with baseball and, and everything. So you, you kind of have a little bit more of a personal relationship with the, the football player. I mean, with the uh, basketball player or uh, baseball player, where football is more so just a number. Yeah. It's a number and a helmet. And see, a lot of times you can, if you have a favorite like defensive player guy, that like a megastar like Watt, you might not even know what the guy looks like yep. and everything. Uh, if, if he's in the supermarket or something, you may be like, that's a big-ass dude. Yep. I think he, he probably plays football, but I have no idea who the hell he is. Mm-hmm. Where if it's a basketball player, like, oh, yeah, I've seen his face before. I know exactly who it is. So it, it makes it really unique with uh, Hard Knocks. Um, and they give a lot of times to, like, the undrafted rookies, which is really cool. Uh, not so much – I mean, they, they show the superstars with Gurley and uh, and um, um, uh, Tavon Austin – but with the the rookies and the people that are like on the bubble of making the team, it's really really cool to see their them sort of get chewed out during practice yep. uh, when they have like a good practice or good workout or a good game and, and their relationship with their family and, and everything that goes into being a football player. A lot of people say, "Oh, they're just playing a game." It's not a game; it's a business first yep. of all, and it's a career. Uh, anytime that you are playing, well, if you want to so-called playing a game that involves your body pretty much going through car crashes the entire Sunday and everything while we get to turn it off on TV and go back uh, through our regular day, these people go through therapy. They uh, have to heal and everything. The the injuries and the the pain and stuff of playing football doesn't just stop as soon as the the final whistle blows. Let me me piggyback on that. I mean, even playing... High school yeah. football with mostly 120, 135, 140 pound, you know, teenagers, you're sore. Yeah. You're sore from practice. Yeah. And, and not that it was debilitating because we're all young or whatever, but it's still rough. Now, yeah. multiply that by 100, and that's an NFL yeah. practice. And you're required to lift. I mean, even if you go to the gym, people complain, oh, it was leg day today. I'm sore. Yeah. My legs hurt yeah. or whatever. Okay, cool story, bro. Uh, your legs hurt. Now get out on that field and, and go run yeah. and everything. Go run and, and carry these, push this sled. Yeah, with the margin of error, because there's a hundred guys that are just as athletic as you, if not more so, mm-hmm. waiting. Yeah. Like hungry. sharks. Yeah. Hungry to showcase that they are slightly better than you. Mm-hmm. That their 40 time is point zero zero one times faster than you yeah. are. So Yeah, so Hard Knocks does a really good job of that... Um, Sometimes you get a little bit, not to say emotional, but you, you feel a connection. There was one of the players on there that had a really, really cute daughter and everything. And you see the family showing up for the games. And, yeah. oh, where's daddy? Where's daddy? And, like, daddy's on the sideline hoping that he can get in for, like, a series and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's really touching. And it, it puts a nice behind-the-scenes um, spin on, on the NFL. And it's really, really cool to watch. You know what's funny? Like, when I was a kid watching football and even into, like, adolescent years or whatever i never understood why you would like actually have a family and whatnot and be a quote-unquote younger player you know someone not old man you gotta watch out yeah but i mean having that stability and that support system 
is crucial because there are going to be days where even if you are a physical beast, top 1% of top 1%, you're going to need somebody, you know, saying, hey, you can do it because... Yeah, it's it's draining. I mean, it's a lot to learn uh, and it's really cool and I definitely highly recommend uh, you watch this season because uh, even the quarterback um, for the for the Rams, Case Keenum, um, they show him at home and he's... He's just studying his playbook, and his wife's like making an omelet, cooking, doing doing yep. wife stuff, and she's like, "Z Y thirty five trip twelve with a E waggle Y two banana." Yep, and like like she's calling the play, and what the the quarterback would do would it would sort of simulate like he was hearing it through his his headset. Yeah, and he would re- recite it back out because yep. and he would say he's like I had some issues when I would came out of college. He's like, I just had the wrist thing. I'd called play 12. Everyone knew what play 12 was. He's like, but with the verbiage and everything. So you get to see, like, even when they're at home, they're still constantly studying football and make, bringing it home and making it a part of their daily lives. I don't, I, I, I wish people who don't really know football and have never even played on a, you know, Pop Warner level could understand and appreciate just how complicated it is. Oh, it okay. is a chess match. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't believe me, actually, just play a little bit of Madden even. Yeah. You know, which gives you still the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. from the, for the level of complexity that's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, the NFL season actually started off today. Yeah. We had the uh, Denver Panthers and the uh, Broncos, which was a... Repeat of last year's Super Bowl. Um, Stitch is going to look up the update. Yeah, it looks like uh, right now Denver is up twenty-one to twenty with oh, like wow. three minutes left, so it's going to come down to probably like a field goal. And okay, everything. but uh, yeah, it's always good for NFL season to kick off. It's I am one of my favorite times of the year. Let me just throw a little bit of shade though. I hate Thursday night games. Yeah, thurs- Thursday it's, night games are are bad. What it really is, it's the greedy ass NFL trying to. Uh, capitalize on another primetime night. Yeah. It, it, it's literally all about TV revenue. Yeah. Um, the NFL does, I mean, if you look at the TV ratings every fall and winter, they destroy every single other program on television by a margin of like tenfold if you, almost. It, pretty much they own three nights of the week. Yes. They own three days. Yes. And, and it, it's their day. Yep. Sunday. They own Sunday. They own Monday. Yep. And now they just took your Thursday. Yes. And everything. But it's so bad that other networks won't put on anything against the NFL. There's barely any baseball games being played today. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. I mean, they, they just back off because they know why we why we wasting. It's, why we... Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Flash and Arrow and people talk about Empire and Gotham and all this other... None of that even holds a candle to a Monday night game or a Sunday game, let alone playoffs. Yeah, playoffs and the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's culture. Yeah. It's our culture. It's our sport. I mean, yeah, baseball is technically the national pastime, but those days are long and gone. They really are. It's, it's, sa- it's sad how much baseball has fallen yeah, off. I enjoy going to baseball games, and they're fun to go to, but I mean... Football is just, it's its great. Well, it's a perfect blend, in my mind, of a shortened season and one game a week for your team. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing but hype yeah. that, that, you, that week before, yeah. you know, and you're looking at analysis and all this hype and whatnot, and if your team fucks up or doesn't play well, mm-hmm. you know, 
too many times, you're out of it yeah. very quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's only 16 games. Every game so matters. Every game matters. It's not like baseball with 162, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Even basketball with 82 games is long. Yeah. You know, so um, let's get into some of the stories from the NFL this year. Your, I'm not going to say your boy. I was about to say that. Uh, Tony Romo. Uh, Tony Romo got hurt again. Um, I believe two. He broke parts of his back. I forget the exact actual term. If it was a part of a vertebrae or the specifics about it, but he got injured uh, in preseason game against Seattle. He seems to always get injured. I avoid drafting my fantasy teams and everything. Um, I don't really have an issue with Romo as a person. As a person, he seems like a great guy and everything. It's just more so the Cowboys that yeah. I have an issue with. And most people, it's they either like the Cowboys or you hate the Cowboys. I, I hate, and, and I really want to stress mm-hmm. that, I loathe the title of America's team. I think it's ridiculously ironic and funny that you know they haven't been shit for over <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. But beyond all that... Um, Romo's somebody who Cowboy fans will praise like he's the second coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's had some incredibly high statistically good seasons uh, in the regular season. Uh, He's always choked in the playoffs. He's never gotten the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. I'm just going to say he never will. Yeah. Is my is my bet? I don't think so. Um, despite talent around him, despite that billion dollar playpen of you know that, yeah, that Jerry's world, yeah Jerry's world, and I still feel a little sorry for him for never he's never going to be able to live up to that pressure. Uh, it's I mean a little. he can't. I I I don't. I guess I can say I'm kind of a Romo fan. Just him as a person. Um, he was drafted, I believe, or picked up, but he uh, out of I believe Western Illinois, Eastern yeah. Illinois. Um, so he can't. It wasn't like he had a choice of what team he was going to play no. for, what team signed him, and it just happened to be like a, a sort of a Tom Brady like situation where yep. it's like, all right, you're starting now. Yep. And he did above average. He, he thrived. He, yeah. He for what he was supposed to do, he did an awesome, awesome job. And. Um, Unfortunately, it just never turned out to be a, a Super Bowl. But um, in terms of, I guess, what he's done with his life, I, I, I applaud him for that. Yeah. Being, I mean, he shouldn't technically, based on what the college he went to and where he was drafted and everything, he probably should be out of the league by now. Yes. Uh, but he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Uh, it just happens to be that it's the most sort of... Um, Guess watched, glamoured team being the Cowboys. Yeah, so there's, high profile. Yeah, so you're the profile position at the profile team. You're going to get a lot of haters. You're going to get a lot of praise. More so when things go right. Maybe more so when things do go wrong. And uh, I, it sucks because he's injured and everything. And I don't want to wish injury on on a person or anything. But um, it's a it's a repeating storyline over and over again. And I mean. Is it is this a season ending? I, I, I don't. No, they said. Well, they said eight to ten weeks at first. Because um, any, anytime, anytime it's something with your back and everything. I remember a quote with Charles Barkley. It's like your back never gets better. Yeah. <laughs> that's your a good back quote. Never yeah. gets to one hundred percent. Yeah, you just sort of live with the pain. And uh, it's something with his back. Um, I, in, based on when it happened, it reminded me of Cam Newton's injury. I believe last year or two years ago, where he got in a car accident. And broke part, or I guess chipped off a bone in his back. Technically, it's a broken back. He break a 
part of your bone in, in the, your back. You can categorize it as broken back. Uh, it's not like someone did a Bane type move. Yeah, on. I'm Batman. <laughs> but uh, so Cam was able to play or he missed like two weeks, I believe. So they didn't put him on uh, injured reserve, which means he's eligible to come back within the next like eight weeks. Because if you're on IR, you can't come back to week nine. The Cowboys held off on that. So it's interesting to see how it plays out. He's in a brace. So it seems like the Cowboys are just taking it day by day, week by week to see how he feels. Hopefully, hopefully hoping that he comes back sooner. I think the league is more interesting with him playing as a starting quarterback oh, yeah. for the Cowboys. You, so for football's sake, I want him to play. You want the Cowboys to be challenging the league. Yeah, why not? Good. Now, you want to say good or challenging the league, that you want them. Yeah. The other one was an ugly injury to uh, Bridgewater, Ooh, who's a quarterback yeah. for Minnesota. I heard I, that was bad. I didn't see anything. I don't know if it's even out there. I try to stay away from injury porn, Yeah, I call it. Yeah. Now, they uh, uh, said it was Bad, bad, bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looked ugly, kind of like uh, the uh, Paul George stuff from uh, a couple years ago. But here's my thing. Um, I think Bridgewater is a excellent young quarterback. I saw him firsthand when he came to Oakland last year. I was at the game. Um, he's fast. He's elusive. He makes solid decisions. Yeah, he was a beast in college. And he's not someone who completely, even though he has one of the best running backs in NFL history in his backfield, he doesn't completely just rely on that. He makes smart decisions. Um, I hope he comes back stronger. I'm not a, obviously a Vikings fan, yeah. but you know, I, I hope for good things with him. Yeah, I enjoy watching uh, Adrian Peterson uh, play. He's, he's one of my favorite players to watch and everything. And uh, Bridgewater was forming a nice young team that they had go oh, I mean Peterson been in the league for a while but getting some up uh, some talented people around Peterson uh hopefully so Peterson can go far in the playoffs because I mean he's hasn't really done he's been to the playoffs uh, maybe two three times yeah and everything um but in terms of like him actually going to a Super Bowl they haven't Minnesota hasn't been to a Super Bowl <laughs> I think in my lifetime yeah uh, maybe in like the 70s or early or like late seventies or something like that. But yeah, it's been forever. Yeah. Um, here's my. Why don't we talk about breakout stars? Uh, I think for the AFC, with the exception of my wonderful uh, Oakland Raiders, I think Pittsburgh is going to, if healthy, mm-hmm. tear this league a new fucking asshole. This is gonna be interesting. Uh, they have Le'Veon Bell, who's one of the top running backs in the league. He has a three game suspension for uh, substance abuse violation whatever um he comes back in week three but last year um when he was out uh d'angelo williams bowled out. well yeah so it's like they it's next man up with them uh as long as ben big, big ben can stay healthy um they seem to have all the pieces i'm gonna say it and this is gonna sound like blasphemy to especially niner fans antonio brown is the second coming of jerry rice <laughs> Oh, I, man. I haven't seen this. I think he's better than Megatron. I think he's, because of his hands, a step better than Terrell Owens. And I think we are talking Michael Irvin or Jerry Rice level talent. Now, obviously, you have to put forth a body of work of like seven to nine years more yeah. of last year's greatness. But Antonio Brown is a fucking beast. Antonio Brown's 
a monster. Um, he's really good at the yards after the catch, like Jerry Rice was. Yes. He can, he can take a, a five-yard slant and just go with it. Yep. Um, he's definitely one of the top three receivers in the league, depending on how you, you want to rank them between him, Julio, and Odell. I'm sort of... I like Odell a lot. More than Brown. I think... Wow. If I think if you had to get... And they're pretty comparable in age, I believe. Actually, all three of them are. Um, yeah, they're all relatively young. They're all pretty, pretty This is young. their prime. Yeah. We know that this is their prime. Odell's... I, I like Odell. Odell's something magical. Odell's got... Odell's got the best hands I've ever seen in my life. I will give you his hands are incredible for Odell. I don't know mentally if he's <laughs> as hungry. I think I know he likes to salsa dance. <laughs> I know he likes to diss Lena Dunham, which I like. But I, I don't know if he has that... Fu- Brown <sighs> wants to embarrass you every fucking time. I think Odell wants to be a New York celebrity. It's, a little bit more. Odell's got a little bit of crazy flash to him. And it's interesting because, I mean, obviously in the big lights of New York, that's, that, I get it. that's going to help. Um, I just really, really like Odell. I kind of wanted to get him in my fantasy leagues, but I was unable to. Um, I enjoy watching him play. Uh, I mean, there's not to take anything away from Antonio Brown because they're... All three on their own separate level above everybody else. I just really, really like uh, Beckham. Okay, in comparison. Let, let's uh, let's watch this season and how that unfolds. Yeah, I'm saying yards will go to Brown. This is before well, any game. I, I think I think yard. I think he'll have better stats than Odell. Okay. I th- yeah, I think I think he wins yards and TDs. Yeah, I, I think so too. I just think maybe reception based even. on that. Just I think it's because Pittsburgh offense helps that out. In comparison with the Giants. I agree with that. Eli's an idiot sometimes with his passing decisions. Deer and headlights. Yeah. But um, they're, they're both great. Okay. Uh, we haven't talked about one of the faces of the league for the last 16, 15 years. The shitty-ass, terrible New England Patriots. <laughs> Brady is finally getting punished for something that he should have been punished last year for. Yeah. Uh, which is a four-game suspension. I don't think he's able to appeal or willing to appeal anymore. Yeah, it's done. Uh, for cheating. Yeah. Um, you can never tell me both that both the center, who touches the ball every fucking play, and the quarterback, who's involved in every fucking play, <laughs> aren't aware when a football is deflated. Yeah. It's something that literally a child would notice playing a game, and you're telling me someone who's played the game for the last 30 years of his life, 32 years, whatever it is, every single day for that long, doesn't know the difference between a properly inflated football and a deflated football. He, Fuck he, you. Knew, he knew what he was doing, and uh, he went kicking and screaming, trying to deny, deny, deny. Eventually, everyone got tired of it. Just t- He should have just, just took the games last year Yeah, and everything. Then, whatever. They still wouldn't... Made the Super Bowl and yeah. done everything. And I'm not saying that the commissioner didn't fuck up that investigation, fuck up that, you know, case all the way around. Because, yeah, he, I mean, Goodell's an idiot. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. But at the end of the day, 
you can never convince me that the quarterback doesn't know that a ball is deflated. It just is. And then, so, yeah, and then even whenever I wanted him to turn over his phone, he's like, hey, you ain't getting my phone. Yeah, Eddie's yeah. petty. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm a Michigan fan, so Brady's my boy and everything from, from playing at Michigan, but he was wrong. Yeah, he, he got he got he got caught. You got to pay the fine. You got to do the time and everything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, the four games should hurt them. Yeah, should hurt them drastically. I just don't respect the AFC East enough to say that a Belichick Brady team, even missing four games. Is not going to one way or another get into the playoffs. Yeah, um, they have some. Each one of those teams has something where they could maybe put together a couple wins and sort of challenge. But they're not on a twelve and four type level. None of those teams are. No, uh, the the Jets, the the Bills, the Dolphins. They it seems like they take two steps forward, two steps back. Exactly. So I, they're even if the Patriots go zero and four, I don't even think that. That hurts their chances on get on winning that division. I think you could win that division. This is good. This could be one of those years where an eight and eight team could win that division, yeah. or a just above five hundred being a nine and seven team could win. And there's no way of convincing me that even going zero and four in the first, which is not a guarantee. They may win one or yeah. two of those games. I have to look at the schedule to see how it plays out. There's no guarantee that they won't go nine and seven yeah. or even ten and six. You know. You, you just never know. I think Belichick, even with all his cheating, is able to still win football games. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's throw a little bit of shade. Ezekiel Elliott? Ezekiel Elliott, the running back for uh, America's team, the Cowboys. Yes. Um, Ohio State kid, rookie, uh, comes in uh, really talented. First running back drafted, I believe, um, Number one, uh, yeah, uh, not number one overall, but number one at that position. Okay. He drafted overall, uh, uh, drafted as a running back. Uh, it was the Cowboys' first pick. Um, he runs beyond that amazing O line at True. Dallas. Um, that's Dallas's saying they have just behemoth mastodons pushing people around. So uh, people are expecting big things from him, uh, supposedly. And I remember uh, when it came out, the story broke. There's some issues going on with his. Demet, uh, his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend was posted some photos or something saying Ezekiel did this to me, etc., etc. And then the investigation was supposed to take place in Columbus. And then I believe yesterday or today they announced that uh, there's nothing to be found. Uh, no, let, let's call it what it is. The investiga- investigation concluded that the bitch lied. <laughs> lied on this guy, fabricated, made it up. Um, she's a thought ass bitch (laughs) and I can't believe this isn't getting the attention it deserves. The media is so quick when any NFL player or NBA player gets caught up with a technical foul, uh, domestic violence case, uh, case with substance abuse, um, any type of felony, drinking, shooting themselves in a club, anything like that, you know, for damn certain you hear about that for months. The story has legs. They talk about it not just on ESPN and Fox. They talk about it in just regular-ass news, mm-hmm. articles, period. I mean, every type of attention whatsoever can be that can be given gets intensified yeah. whenever there's something like that going on. In this case, 
How much do you hear about it, Stitch? None. It's it's a little blurb on a on a daily back end of the blog yeah. or the end of the sports paper. You know, if if people read still read papers, yeah, it's not on the cover of uh, ESPN. You know, in terms of the website, or it's not blowing up on Twitter. It's not trending. There's no fucking word about it. And a player, I don't know this guy from Adam in terms of whether he's a good person or a bad person, whether he does anything with charity. Or, I don't know him at all. What I do know is this woman should be thrown through the media like <laughs> yeah. gutter yeah. for lying on this athlete and trying to ruin this man's life who was who was innocent. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It it really is. It, it unfortunately, it's not just a sports problem no uh, it's a society uh a society type issue um where it's a unfair double standard and mm. way uh men are treated not just men athletes but men are treated in general in terms of uh being a when they get falsely accused of yeah. something it's just like oh okay sorry just yeah. a handshake and a pat on the back my bad you can go now and everything and it's detrimental to real victims as well yes because it makes it harder to believe real victims. And that should be something that everybody, male, female, you know, MRA guys, feminist guys, everybody should be against something that hurts real victims. Yes. And it, that's as simple as it can get for me. Um, I, I just can't stand this woman. I think her real name may be out there. Um, but I'm not quite ready and prepared to actually put that on, on this cast. I don't know. Her, yeah, I didn't know her name. Look it up if you can. Uh, recognize the double standard. It makes me just as sad as uh, the Duke lacrosse case from yeah. a few years back, where, unfortunately, with that case, these were college students, yeah. not professional athletes, not playing high-profile college sport like football, uh, basketball, yeah. or baseball, yeah, lacrosse. playing lacrosse, and still got falsely accused of some shit. And, of course... Got their lives ruined. Yeah, it was ridiculous. All right. Um, the other one, uh, another Niner, Bruce Bruce Miller. Bruce Miller, fullback. I uh, believe he went to Central Florida. Um, he's been with the Niners for several years. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good fullback and everything based on my, on, uh, my watching of the Niners. I mean, he can catch. He does a great job blocking. He can run the ball for short uh, distance. Uh, good on special teams also. Um, over, was it over the week? Uh, I don't know if it was over the weekend or not, but uh, I guess a couple of days ago, um, he got in trouble again with the law. Um, the first time he got, had a domestic uh, dispute with his ex-girlfriend, well, mm-hmm. girlfriend, but now ex at the time, yeah. where he shoved her and I guess broke a cell phone and everything. This time he, uh, him and I guess his boys got, I guess, wasted is being reported, Um and they just started to wander around the Fisherman Wharf area and cause uh, havoc. Damn. Uh, all kinds of havoc, including uh, knocking, uh, getting a, an assault charge, assault with a deadly weapon, actually, uh, from what they said, uh, where he had a cane and assaulted and uh, battered a 70-year-old man. And, God damn, dude. And another person. It's ridiculous. And they showed the video. Oh, there's always, video of it. Oh shit! Not, not of him, but they show a video of him like wandering throughout the hotel, yeah. and stuff. And he's just—you can tell—he's annihilated. He's like stumbling. He's his forehead is like cut, like he's been bleeding yeah. and stuff. And he—he he, he just looks all kinds of fucked up. Can I ask a question? <laughs> Go ahead. You know what I'm gonna ask? Was Bruce Miller with these felony charges? 
called a thug. Oh, of course not. At any point in time whatsoever by media, local or national. No, I've, it's oh. only been scrolled on the bottom line. Okay. Because I, I hadn't seen that either. I, I'm still waiting for that label to be used oh, that, for that, anybody that's, that's, that's not black or brown. No, the, the thugs are going to be um, every all these uh, African Americans that are going to be protesting uh, week one yeah. and everything. They, yeah. they actually had a Denver guy uh, take a knee yeah. today. Uh, and Seattle actually was coming out and saying that their entire team is going to uh, do a um, sort of, uh, I guess, a protest or, um, during the national anthem. Which That'll is, be interesting. Uh, very interesting because uh, Robot Wilson, as I like to call him, uh, <laughs> plays for that team. So it'll be interesting to watch, see how he sort of plays it and everything. Doesn't he just do what Sierra tells him to do? Pretty much. He does what what's supposed to be said, what's supposed to be done, and has no personality. He's just... Whatever. He we, is the Carlton of the NFL. It's ridiculous. But at the same time, I don't hate him, per se. He is a very goody-two-shoes. Um, I don't like him playing daddy to Future's uh, kid. But, <laughs> but, but uh, besides all that, I, I, I will wait patiently. And if you can find something where some media personality calls uh, Bruce Miller a thug, please send that to oh, us uh, at Beathan BTI or at uh, Cthulhu's Prodigy, C-T-H... Uh, U-L-H-U-P-R-O-D-I-G-Y. Had a little yes. trouble spelling it out. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, I don't think you will find that. Which uh, quarterbacks uh, do you think, going into this season, have the most pressure on them to win now? Uh, well, obviously, um, the generic answer is always Romo before the injury. But since the injury happens, you have to... Uh, so to eliminate him from that that whole running, I think that's fair. Um, in terms of QBs that have pressure, um, there's a lot of QBs that that I always say do have pressure, um, but not so much the ones that have won already. Um, a lot of times people say Aaron Rodgers, but uh, Rodgers legacy wise, he he he's got a ring, and football works a little bit differently than basketball. In terms of, like, if you got one, it, you kind of get a pass for a good, long, long, long time and everything. It, it, that ring was a while ago for Rodgers, man. Because, well, Favre's got one. I, true. Favre's true. got one, and people Steve, treat Favre like... Steve Young got only one. Well, Steve Young's got one where he was the starter. He, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, Breeze has got one and everything. That's true. Um, I, I say Breeze has got a lot of pressure on him. Uh, he just signed another $100 million uh, wow. contract. He, wow. Uh, after his Super Bowl, he signed a $100 million contract and everything. I forget for how many years. Hasn't, they haven't gotten to a Super Bowl since. Uh, they've been mediocre, mediocre uh, True. since then. Um, putting up seven, nine seasons. And um, he's not getting older. He's not getting any younger. He's, I believe... 37, 38-ish. He's on the wrong side of 35. Yeah, and uh, he signed another... It was a five-year deal, actually, for uh, 25-something million. Um, and the Saints aren't really doing anything. They're gonna, they're not going to the playoffs. They're not going to beat Carolina. And they, they, I don't think they're better than Atlanta, personally. And they just paid a, a quarterback $100 million for you to care... For him to so-called carry this, this offense. Yeah, they put up great numbers and everything. Cool story. When you're down by 14 yep. in the in the fourth quarter, nobody's playing defense. So go ahead and pad your stats some more and, and get whatever it is that you need. You do have a personal vendetta oh, against the Saints. I, yeah. But I, yes. yeah, I mean they were old NFC West rivals. Um, 
but living in Louisiana made me hate their entire <laughs> So I, I enjoy watching them, them lose and everything. I'm going to say, um, I don't know if this would be my number one in terms of pressure, but for me personally, if I don't see at least a 500 season and healthy all the way through from RG3, because now he's in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Then I, I don't know what to tell you about that, man. I mean... That'll be that. That's got so many, I guess, so many scenarios because if he does successful and Kurt Cousins sucks, there's going to be some questions asked because they ran him out of Washington. Yes, they did. Um, he's got the pressure to show that hey, uh, to Washington that they made the mistake. So if, yep. even if if RG RG three struggles and he was the face, he was supposed to be the face of the franchise. They just a few short years ago. Yeah. Like two years ago, he was, he was the guy and he, then they he won the division. Yeah. Then they went to the playoffs. Gone. They kicked him out. And he did some things that were all about him. First team second. Mm-hmm. I will freely admit that. Um, I think he came back too early. I think he had trouble with Shanahan, that coach. Nobody cares about that. Right. At this point in time. He is a starter, I believe, in Cleveland. Yeah, they actually voted him the captain today. Okay. They came out and said he was the captain. It's his team. It is the Browns. I'm not saying he has to go Mm 12-4. I'm saying he has to show me meaningful football being played in December, which in my book says 8-8, plus or minus a game. So if you're 7-9, 8-8, 9-7... And you played all of this season and you were in it until late December, I'm gonna say, okay, I'll lay off. If you are three and twelve, yeah, not good, then miss me with the RG3 train, yeah, wholeheartedly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think uh, Russell Wilson playing minus Marshawn Lynch, yeah, that'll be an interesting storyline. Uh, I think Carson Palmer's got some pressure on him because uh, they have a really stacked team in Arizona, and he didn't play well at all. That's right, he is in Arizona. In the uh, playoffs, he played pretty poor. And uh, Fitzgerald's... I, I love old. watching Larry Fitzgerald play, but he's uh, he's getting up there he's in age. ancient. Yeah. yeah. What about, um, going back to Ohio, Cincinnati with Dalton? Yeah. Um, this is got somebody who's never gotten it done. If he played in Dallas... I think you would see him being a Romo-like figure with great regular seasons and always choking. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting with, with Cincinnati because Cincinnati's always been a sort of losing kind of franchise and everything. So it's like weird hearing them have all these grand expectations and demands and everything. But, I mean, he, they, A.J. Green's talented. They have two running backs with Hill and, and uh, Gio Bernard that are, are really good. They have all the pieces there. Their defense is on point. They just need got to got a good coach. Yeah, too. they just need to make significant progress. I think that coach is under pressure. He's been there for a while. He, the coach is under. It's it's twofold for me. I think it's fifty fifty. I'll I'll agree with you. The coach and Dalton have to prove this has to be a twelve and four season with a trip to the championship game. Not saying you have to go to the Super Bowl, but if you're not in the championship game, you know, yeah. Um, something's very, very wrong. And it can't be one and done. Yeah, you, you can't lose in the, the yeah, first I mean, round. Like, like getting two there, they can't be like they're one game played, they're out. 
No, can't be. Can't be this year for Cincinnati. And shout out to uh, my boy Dave Woods, who's a hardcore. I didn't know they had them, but they have hardcore Bengals fans. Oh, wow. In Cincinnati, bleeds Cincinnati Bengals shit. And I he, I know he'll listen to this. Nice, nice. Um, that's uh, all I had on my list. Uh, yeah, any closing thoughts? We covered a lot. Uh, NFL season kicks off. Uh, anxious to see. Uh, I plan on going to the 49er game on... Monday, Monday night football, my first time at Levi Stadium. Okay, uh, I went to. I've seen games at Candlestick before, but uh, it'll be cool to watch it at Levi's on Monday night. Uh, I'll give a nice little, I guess, review of that stadium. Good and everything. It'll be interesting. Um, it's good to watch football outdoors because I guess uh, on another cast, will uh, another episode of this cast, I can go in about how I hate dome stadiums. And uh, sort of think that's just pussy football and everything. Football is meant to be played outdoors, not in a bubble. You know, there, I, I can get on board with that. <laughs> I, I, I can get on board with that. It's easy for me to say as a California football fan, but I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you to a certain extent on that, you know. Um, Minnesota and Green Bay. Minnesota's got in, a nice stadium. I, I saw... Uh, that's a dome. Well, it's a... Yeah, well, a sort of, I guess, where I stand on retractable roofs. And everything. Oh God! All right, you backpedaling now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, that that stadium is really really nice. I, I saw it uh, on the Hard Knocks episode, I believe it was. They showed uh, what that stadium looks like. It's it's insane. It's got like a glass roof. You know what? One of my and I saw this on like a Visa commercial where like uh, this couple used their Visa card and went to every baseball stadium yeah, in the league. I have and a whatnot. friend that did that. I'd love to do that for football. That would be pretty cool. Because, I mean, there's so many stadiums that I've just never gone to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and really quickly, are the Rams actually playing in the Coliseum? They're playing in the Coliseum Holy for the next sh- year or two years. Is that Has that thing been retrofitted? No. Because nobody's same... played in there since the 90s. Well, no, USC plays there. Well, no football. No football, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but it's it looks rough. Wow. To say, to say the least. But yeah. It like, was decrepit when the Raiders left. Yeah, it's... It, nothing looks like it's changed. They haven't really done anything. So, secretly... I'm not predicting this, but secretly... You know what I would love? Nothing more than... The earthquake for it to fall into the earth, or...? No, no. I <laughs> want... The Rams are my secret team to... I, I want them to lose every single game. <laughs> I want them to go 0-16 and have zero... LA fans okay. that are like um, enthusiastic about the return of football to LA. Okay. You went 20 years without it, and it's a big, big city and whatnot. You gave the middle finger to St. Louis, um, who had some good years there with the best show on turf and all that good shit. I want them to go 0 16 for the next, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah, well, if, if, if you do watch Hard Knocks, you'll find some reasons to hate on the Rams and everything, because there's some stuff that, uh, there's some. Some characters you're kind of like this fucking tool or whatever. Like, yep. I, I don't like how Jeff Fisher. I don't like their coach or yeah. whatever. In uh, showing that, seeing that on the show was uh, really interesting. Also, uh, to plug something on a TV show, um, they had the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it was a show on net, not Netflix, uh, Hulu mm-hmm. or no, Amazon Prime. Okay. They had a show following the Arizona Cardinals last season, which was really really good. They had a good year. Um, I want to say it was about. 10 episodes long so it was longer than Hard Knocks and they pretty much did the same thing except it was during the course of the entire season Wow, which was really really cool and um, I could argue and say it might have been put on better than Hard Knocks was at least this past season of Hard Knocks okay 
I'll have to check that out. Uh, who are they doing it on this year, though? I don't know if they're doing one this year, but uh, it, it just released maybe a couple weeks ago, and I'd, mm. I'd have to I'll put out on Twitter exactly what the name of it was, but uh, it was really, really good. It was interesting to watch. Uh, you get to see all the characters. Uh, it was really cool to uh, see the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, nice. uh, see his whole backstory and uh, uh, talk about how he sort of overcame his issues with, uh, with marijuana at LSU and stuff, and nice. it was really, really cool to see. Favorite... Uh... Like pregame show? Are you are you a Fox guy, ESPN guy? I'm a CBS. I'm more of an NFL Network, hmm. and I wake up to NFL Network, get my fantasy lineups right and going, and then I will sort of kind of change the channel depending on the commercials. And I like the Fox, I like the Fox crew. Okay, uh, to get my sort of last minute weather updates before the games and make my final decisions. Gotcha. Yes. I'm a. Uh... A, a CBS morning or pregame, mm-hmm. and then all ESPN. I love the highlights with uh, Chris <laughs> Berman and, and, and all of that. Okay. Uh, and then, um, do they have my boy Ray Lewis it's still for Monday night, uh, or is he gone? They've been, they've been switching up. Woodson's supposed to be on that Monday night. I don't know if he's doing the games, okay. but I know he's a part of their, the ESPN crew. I would listen to Him Ray- and Randy Moss, maybe. Oh, God, I don't want to hear... Randy Moss is an idiot. I don't want, I don't want to hear him ever try to speak, ever in front of a microphone. That's that West Virginia. Animal. Yeah, exactly. But I know he's hated. I know he was complicit in whatever happened during that Super Bowl. But I could listen to Ray Lewis talk Oh boy! every single day for the rest of my life. I think he is the most motivational football player I've heard in the last... 30 years, bar none, not all all of it makes fucking sense, but literally once I hear him speak, I want to do some Leonidas shit and go fucking, yeah, I mean, it it, it literally is inspirational, most of the time it's ain't shit ass shit he's talking about, I think when he was talking about some of the unrest in Baltimore, none of that made any fucking sense, (laughs) but it doesn't matter, I feel fired up and ready to go, it's it's motivational music, or uh, motivational speeches, so... Uh, with that, I think we can basically close it out. Do you want to give uh, some... Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at hey, it's Stitch. Shoot me what you guys think, your opinions. Tell me the Niners ain't shit, and I'll agree with you. I like it. <laughs> and uh, we'll watch this football season. And uh, let me know about Team Gold Medal versus Team uh, Rings. <laughs> Good intro, extra uh, out song would have been that at Drake's Big Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'm uh, Cthulhu's Prodigy on Twitter at Cthulhu, C-T-H-U-L-H-U-P-R-O-D-I-G-Y. Or you can hit us up uh, at BeThenBTI on Twitter. Uh, and uh, please uh, leave some comments if you're listening on SoundCloud or whatever um, to this episode. Let us know what you uh, disagree with. It's going to be really funny to listen to this, uh, especially on the NFL stuff. Yes. Uh, by week 16 or in the playoffs <laughs> when it's proven that we're absolutely wrong. But we will own up to it. <laughs> yes. Underwater squad. We will see y'all next week. Harambe was an inside job. Smoke me out. We out.